Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here's your host, Alex Garrett. Ladies and gentlemen. You could have been anywhere in the world tonight, but you're here with us in New York City. Are you ready? I know I am. Hey, I'm Alex Garrett, your host for this episode and everything Alex Garrett Podcasting. And this podcast specifically focuses on topics that should be trending. And, well, you know what they say, right? Oh, if the shoe fits, wear it. Well, that line means so much to me. Find out why next on Alaska Podcasting, where we wear that shoe proudly. Well, this morning, I've got to say, uh, I'm both praying that Amy Coney Barrett could say her piece at the Senate hearing today. Um, it's going to be a raucous thing the next few days, I feel like, and we just got to pray that all parties are not going to be raucous and, and let her speak. That whoever's there in attendance doesn't totally interrupt the, interrupt the process and lets the, the, the candidate, the nominee for Supreme Court, speak her piece. So that's where, where I start out today. But, but some interesting stuff. Firstly, if you ever need a boost of like energy or encouragement, I highly recommend you actually check your spam folder on Facebook Messenger. I did that last night. I happened to be scrolling through um, back in 2015 and 2014 when Humans of New York, you know, featured this story. Uh, you got a lot of people saying, you know, keep on rolling. You're doing great. I, I mean, that was that was really cool to see. So my advice to you would be, if you're feeling down, maybe there are messages you haven't seen, but are meant to see, uh, like in the Facebook spam messenger. Uh, so, so definitely check that out. I, I highly recommend it. There's been tons of messages I scrolled through and pretty cool uh, that they're still around. And some remember, some I had in mind, but that's okay. Um, I'm just glad I got back to some of them and maybe start a friendship for, with people across the world. So that was cool. As well. But today, you know, this past weekend was Mental Health Weekend. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but October 10th. I've never really been one to honor or celebrate that because I've always thought in my brain my mental health was good. Um, but then I saw a TikTok, interestingly enough, that talked about rejection and how, yeah, rejection is actually diagnosed. This is fascinating. They have found a symptom, a, a, a diagnosis 
or what you feel like when you are rejected. And, uh, all right, so this is off of WebMD, but the pretty reputable source. Rejection-sensitive dysphoria, which is, I guess, in correlation to ADHD. I've never been diagnosed with that either. I don't know if you have, but I'm not. But it comes from the Greek, uh, dysphoria itself comes from the Greek word that means hard to bear. Who doesn't handle rejection? Who does handle rejection? Well, like, who does? Firstly, not many that I know, not many who have a soul that I know handle rejection, you know, throwing a party for it. But to have this thing now identified as rejection-sensitive dysphoria, Now, there's not an official diagnosis. Let me let me just put that out there. Women B says this is not an official diagnosis. But there is maybe it's a theory then, I'm guessing. But people who have rejection sensitive dysphoria, RSD, don't handle rejection well. They get very upset if they think someone has shunned or criticized them, even if that's not the case. Now, creatives, I think, are prone to something like this because when we get spam on our on our comments or when the comment room sort of starts bashing you, I, I haven't had that experience, but in general, creatives hate to hear what's wrong with their podcast, their show, or anything. Like, no, no, I'm doing it well. Well, if you're doing it well, then why are you still at where you're at? If you're doing it well, why are you still... And so and so listeners and not more. So sometimes us creatives who create all this stuff do have and bloggers and vloggers and all of that do have that defensive mechanism that says, Well, I'm doing the right thing. Well, that may be part of this. That we don't want to hear we're doing something wrong. We just want to believe our work is good. And while we can believe that, I also know that. To build it up even more is more important than resting on the last show or the last podcast to get you placed. It's why I fire this thing up. Even sometimes if I don't want to fire it up, it's why I fire it up. Because there's something to add every day. And if you make it, you make it. And uh, if, if you do turn on the microphone and not care about the yes or no, just do it, or, or the rejection part of it, then you'll feel better internally because you'll have done something about what you want to talk about and maybe, in a way, hopefully help move the conversation along for others, which is why I'm doing this today. So, rejection-sensitive dysphoria. Let me get into this a little more. This is incredible. They say up to 99% Teens and adults with ADHD are more sensitive than usual to rejection. Nearly one in third, one in three say it's the hardest part of living with ADHD. I think it goes beyond ADHD. As I say, I just think people who have a soul don't want to hear no. They're very worried about that two-letter word. They're even worried about saying that two-letter word when they have to. I love work, 
And sometimes I feel like work is, is helping me fill the, the void that I, I feel sometimes. And I'm realizing I have to take my, me time as well. We'll see how that goes. But me time is important. And oh, those two little letters are so important. Hearing no is one thing. Saying no is standing up for yourself. That is strong. And if you hear no when you're asking a girl out or a partner out or whatever, or if you ask someone on their pocket, they're not, they say, I'm not interested. Well, you know what? Don't take that personally. It's not you. It's just they don't want to be on the pod. It's not that they're criticizing your podcast or whatever. It's just that they don't want to come on. So N-O plays, the, the word no plays a huge role in all of this. Uh, clearly. But I think if we can handle rejection, we can also reject things that we don't want to have in our lives. So, quote-unquote, shooting your shot, and then also being willing to say, you know what, I'm brave enough to say, no, I cannot do this right now, are two very big qualities and could probably help us get through this, uh, get people through the rejection-sensitive dysphoria. Let me tell you a little more about this. And by the way, because of COVID and everything, personally, um, I've been, hmm, how do I say it? I've been sealing myself off to keep myself safe, to keep my kidney, my immune system safe, and to keep my family safe. So if plans fall through, what happens is I don't have a backup like I used to. Like I could just go to work and then go out and then come home. Now I've kind of sealed myself off, which is okay. And on, on Saturday, I had to remind myself that you're I'm the one doing this. No one else is doing it. Plans fall through, that happens. It's how you react to that plan falling through. That either makes you stronger or makes you wilt. It either makes you stronger or it makes you wilt. For me, I try and make everything that goes on stronger and better and learn from it and not have it repeat again, not let it become a vicious cycle, if you will. So there's there's that part of it also. Because it's amazing, this exact feeling I was feeling on Saturday when plans fell through with a friend of mine showed up in my life. And I said, well, if this thing is popping up, even on a TikTok video, I've got to talk about it and share it with, with my podcast friends, podcast community. That if you feel like you're a podcaster or a creative and you hear no, or you feel like people are being too criti- critical, let the criticism happen. Let the criticism happen. Don't feel rejected. Feel like they're doing this because they love you, whoever's criticizing, and they want you to do better in their show, in your shows. Don't think of it as a bad thing. And... The funny thing about me is with this podcast is I, I'm not my own worst critic or whatever you want to call it because I don't, I tend to think everything I say uh, sometimes might make a difference. So I'm a little egotistical like that. So when someone brings me down to earth, I'm a little like, oh, 
Well, I tried to clarify that, and, and, and then they keep putting... All right, I get it, I get it. But rejection is a real thing. And I'm glad there's some kind of description to explain the reaction to this. Because I think if we identify what we're feeling, and maybe put a name to it, I wouldn't say treat it. You know, they offer like medications. I I don't think it's that serious. In fact, I think if you do medications for even rejection, you will be worse off than handling it naturally, which is processing it going forward and leaving that behind. But if you start putting, you know, medicine and, and drugs in you to handle rejection, that's not good either. That's a natural thing you've got to process. Day in, and day out. And if you naturally process it, I, I think you can move your own life forward in the same way. And not be afraid to, quote unquote, shoot your shot. Or try and get for that guess. Or, you know what I mean? You, you can move along quicker than I think if you were drugged up because you heard no. I think if you drug yourself up because you heard the word no, that would be very dangerous. I really do. I, I think that would be the worst. Because who knows what that could lead to. So while WebMD does recommend it, I would not recommend it. <laughs> but let me just ask you this. How often do you feel easily embarrassed or very angry or emotional when they feel someone like, Feel like someone has hurt or rejected them. Hmm. Uh, set high standards for themselves they often can't meet. Have low self-esteem. Feel anxious, especially in social settings. Stay away from social situations and withdraw from people. Feel like a failure because you haven't lived up to other people's expectations of you. And sometimes think about hurting themselves. That's a heavy list. Um, and it's a list to think of, because again, when you know these signs are there, and you know that, yeah, I have an issue with rejection, you can turn that around very quickly by knowing what you're, you're going through. So it's very fascinating. It's very, it's very good that on, um, A mental health day weekend, you know, this past weekend. By the way, happy Columbus Day. I will always call it Columbus Day. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just throwing that out there. So, if you feel any of these things, you have to be able to overcome them. What I think is the most interesting part of this story comes about here. Um, ADHD researchers estimate that by age 12, children with ADHD get 20,000 more negative messages about themselves than other kids in their age. All that criticism can take a real toll on their self-esteem. Doctors believe gene changes that are passed down through families can cause RSD. 
Your nervous system overreacts to things from the outside world. Any sense of rejection can set off your stress response and cause an emotional reaction that's more extreme than normal. Is this you? <laughs> Is this you? It feels like me, in a way. And yeah, I might be exposing myself, but it does feel like me, in a sense. And it's not that anybody else is doing anything wrong. It's just that when you have friendships, you think, well, I'll be invited out. Or they'll ask me to come out and hang out. But I, I think the reality is that's on me to hold up my end of the deal. Maybe I'm the only one on this planet that expects people to initiate first. But that's not reality because everybody is very busy. And I have to learn that. I have to get over that and say, no, they're not doing anything wrong. They're not rejecting you. You, myself, have to make the effort first. Case in point, NFL Sunday, week five. Don't even get me started about that. The Giants and Jets, 0-5. 0-5. I know people want them to tank for the draft pick, but hear me out a minute. Instead of waiting for a friend to say, hey, you want to go out for a beer? I say, hey, where are you going to be? I'll watch the game with you. Went out, hung out with them, and that felt like that That was great serotonin because I got to hang out. I got to see a friend. Zach, if you're listening, you're awesome. And... um. And I just did it. I said, hey, what's going on? Let's let's hang out. Let's watch this game. So we did. And Forrest sells the tap house. So it just makes a difference when you stop thinking the world, you deserve the world to message you, and you just message the world. <laughs> Both through a podcast and off the air, too. But what was the other thing about this? Um, they talked about Ways to do this. And again, I do not recommend drugs for rejection. I do not. But what I do like are the tips that they give us. Eat right, sleep well, and do things like yoga or meditation to keep calm. This is my yoga. This is my meditation. Jump on the mic and say, I'm going to let my brain just unload for you right now on this podcast. That's the reality. This is why I do this. I can unload my thought process onto people who are willing to or not willing to listen. I don't care. But it's just a process for me that I have to do to make myself better to start the day. That's why I love waking up early and doing these things. I do I should do them a little more consistently in the morning, but that's besides the point. I just love it. I love coming on and talking and saying, hey, you know what? These are things that are real life and we must handle it. To each their own, right? But where was this thing that I thought was the most interesting part of this story? Um, RSD is not bipolar, borderline personality, post-traumatic stress, obsessive-compulsive, depression, or social phobia. It's a very mild thing, actually, because they say the episodes are short. And I'll admit, on Saturday night, I rolled around the city, and it was nice, but internally I felt like, why didn't I make plans, or why didn't someone make plans with me, or why am I doing this when plans fall through? Why can't I just go home? So I'm learning to choose a healthier mechanism than just staying out in the city and being aimless, if you will, because that's not healthy either. At all.
And who wants to be a wanderer, right? We're, life is too short to wander. We've got to start figuring out our aims every single day and goals every single day. But they called this a, oh, here we go. They say RSD can affect relationships with families, friends, or a romantic partner. The belief that you're being rejected can turn into a self-fulfilling prophecy. When you act differently toward the person you think has rejected you and begin begin to do so for real. AKA, nobody's actually rejecting you. It's all in our heads. And we've just got to be more confident in ourselves. That's the bottom line. you got to be more confident in ourselves. Some of the group chats summon because they're, they're cool people. They don't do anything wrong. It's just in my... You wouldn't, <coughs> excuse me, there's not anything wrong, it's just that I am a little, I always feel a bit behind the eight ball in social settings. And that's one thing, by talking about it, I feel like I can improve on, and maybe you can too by just hearing this. Just maybe. So the, to end the day, the end of the morning, uh, rejection is not, uh, I don't think rejection will ever be officially diagnosed, or or, you know. The handling, the reaction to rejection diagnosis. But there is something out there which we can, if we learn about it and know about it, can truly change our lives. Because we're finally saying, you know what? Maybe there are these symptoms. Maybe I don't handle rejection well. Maybe we got to figure this out. But knowing it's not always on the other person, but on how you handle it. That's what will make you stronger or weaker. It, it could make you weaker, to be honest with you. But that's what makes everything a little bit stronger. And so I hope if you if you are emboldened to shoot your shot with someone you like, go for it. If you're emboldened to say no to something you don't want to do, go for it. But if you are overruled, and rejected, don't take it too personally. Don't distance yourself. That's the problem here. When we reject our, when we get, when we feel rejected, we we distance ourselves. And I think that's a bad, especially now. Now is not the time to distance any from anybody. Now is the time to be in the trenches with everybody else and say, you know what, things are tough right now, but no one's rejecting me. You know, no one is intentionally hurting me. And simply put, we're stronger than wilting. That's it. We are stronger than wilting. Well, I'm Alex Garrett, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. I'm going to jump on with Radio Hope Mike Myers in just a bit. And it, it's not hopeless to talk about this, by the way. It's hopeful. It's hopeful because we can identify this. And maybe just for me, identifying it's helpful. But hopefully for you too, if you feel like you're a creative or the same boat of a healing rejection, well, you can you can maybe identify this with me or with with friends. And by the way, I'm gonna. 
put in the chat box this sensitive dysphoria thing, and uh, you'll take a look there. Should be popping up there. And and tell me what you think. Alex.Garrett21.com. Alex.G-A-R-R-E-T-T. 21.com. Should I get a... um? I don't know. Should I get an expert on to talk about this and, and talk about rejection and talk about this? Let me know. But for now, I'm Alex Garrett. We'll talk to you soon.